in today's day and age, it's all about PowerPoint and, you know, watching a screen for a little bit. But there's more interactive. I'm not just going to read off the screen the whole time. So it's kind of set up for a little bit for what the future holds for high school graduates is that you go to college and then you get you learn from PowerPoints, you learn from reading, you learn from studying. So Ben's already got a little bit of taste of that from PSEO. So here we go. Thank you again to all the youth group um, members and everybody else who was had a part in ministering today. That was great stuff. I love it. All right. 2017 graduation service. All right. Objectives. Here we go. This is ju this is just like how it is. I'm I went through a lot of it's many years of this, so it gets old. I get it, but okay. At the end of the at the end of the lesson, okay, we are going to be able to define what it means to be an overcomer. Okay, we are going to be able to understand the who, what, when, where, why, and how of overcoming. And then lastly, we are going to be able to apply it to our lives because that is what it is. It's not just learning. All right, we also need to apply it and live it out. Okay, so first we need to define it. We need to define what an overcomer is all about. Okay, so it's a verb. It's something that we do, all right? Overcoming means to conquer, to have victory, to have superiority over. Okay, I put the little Nike swoosh symbol in there. I don't know if the pulpit's in the way of it or not. But it comes from the Greek, which is essentially Nike, which is the Greek goddess of victory. So Overcoming has the idea that the believer in Jesus Christ has continual victory over, over the world and the whole world system. So it implies that there's a battle that's waging, waging in this world, okay? Not the, not the flesh and blood battle that we see every day in the news and that terrible thing, but also a spiritual battle, okay? Throughout, throughout the message today, it's going to be on overcoming, okay? I also have a little a couple of tips and, um, I don't know, tips and pointers of life beyond high school as well, too. So the first, the first tip, the first pointer is don't lose sight of what true success is, okay? We often see that the world's idea of success is, okay, I'm going to go to college, get that degree. I'm going to make a ton of money. In this, in this really successful job, okay, I'm going to be able to go on vacations. I'm going to be able to retire early. I'm going to be able to eat, drink, and be merry, all right? That's completely wrong, all right? The pastor always tells us, he's, he's told us multiple times that success in ministry is faithfulness to what God has given us, all right? And in that same light, that really applies to Every, every believer in Jesus Christ, all right? True success is based on what faithfulness, on what God has given you, okay? I'm going to read a little, couple verses out of Joshua chapter 1. And God talks to Joshua about what success looks like, all right, for him, Okay? It says in Joshua verse one, chapter 1, verse 6, Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to, 
Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that it is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Okay, so we know that success comes, based on these verses, success comes from knowing God's word, knowing what it says, and then doing it. So obedience, all right? So we know what overcoming means now, having continual victory. All right, we need to talk about who, who are overcomers. All right, and in order to do that, we need to turn to Ephesians chapter 6. All right, so we're cranking to the New Testament. Ephesians chapter 6, and in the meantime, I have tip and pointer number 2, and it's kind of like a 5 and one So we're going on a little bit of a rabbit trail here. But tip number 2. Go to class, all right? Study, prepare, avoid the procrastinating. Okay, I wish I would have avoided the procrastination a little bit, but you know what? Everybody learns a little bit differently. It just so happened that it was, it was me that when it was under the gun, all right, that's when you perform the best. I guess that's what you do, but I would, I would encourage you, Ben, to avoid doing that. Get your stuff done, all right? So you're going to Michigan Tech, right? You're going there to study biomedical engineering. That's cool, all right? So that's super important. You're there for a reason. But also, we don't want to lose sight of studying God's word and becoming proficient in God's word and what it has to say for our lives, okay? There's always that thing where it's like, ah, I'm young, you know, I'll quote-unquote, have more time to do these things when I, when I grow up. I'll be, able to, I'll be able to grow later. But we need to make it a priority now, all right, when we're kind of out on our own for the first time. And we gotta got to make these things a habit so that when you do have the time, then it's going to be easy. You're going to be able to just flourish and grow, okay? So what are we to overcome? Okay, Ephesians 6, 12 tells us, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Okay, so like I said earlier, all right, this isn't a physical battle. We're not waging. This is more, spi- this is more spiritual, okay? And from the class... Who is our nemesis? Who is our person we're fighting against? The devil. Absolutely. Correct. All right. So we're fighting against the devil, okay? He's the king of this world. He is the prince of the power of the air, as it says in Ephesians 2, a couple chapters before, okay? So in order to overcome him, James 4 tells us that we have to resist him. Right? And this isn't a one-time thing. This is a continual thing. That's what it's talking about, overcoming, continual victory. Okay, He has a lot of power and a lot of ways that he can get after us, a lot of temptations that are out there. Okay, And in college life and beyond, there are a lot of temptations that we have to overcome. Okay, Overcoming in college, overcoming those temptations may need, may mean the party scene. All right, we want to avoid we want to avoid that scene and all, all the things that come along with it. 
we want to avoid we want to avoid the attitude of having independence okay i mean it's important to get out on your own to find out who you who you are apart on your own and apart from the scene you're in now with living with family you kind of have to you kind of have to forge out on your own a little bit but i avo- i want to have you be a little bit cautious in this because god doesn't call us to be independent and do everything on our own either he wants us to have dependence on him all right he has people around us that we can rely on and lean on when the times are difficult when those temptations do arise okay he's got family and friends for you all right you're going to michigan tech is that in the up the up you're going to get a lot of snow all right so there are going to be friends that you are going to that you are going to meet there all right friends that you are going to have for a lifetime really um some of my best friends I didn't even know I didn't even know existed until I went to college and met them through school, through sports, whatever ha- whatever have you. So family and friends that are afar off that you get to that you get to come back and you get to see and that's just a great thing, but also friends that you get to develop there. And that's tip number 3, all right? Avoid the dependence or avoid independence, excuse me. Be dependent on God and others and get involved in stuff, all right? Just like you said that you're involved in crew, that's fantastic. Get involved in school clubs, um, Christian groups, campus crusades, fellowship of Christian athletes, um, but also find a church there too. Don't just say that crew is enough or FCA is enough, Bible studies are enough. God commands us, he calls us in his word to be a part of a, be a, part of a church and minister in that church. So make sure that is a, make sure that is a definite thing that you do. All right, so Satan gives us a lot of temptations in college and beyond, all right? His ultimate goal for for unbelievers, what is his goal for unbelievers? Kind of keep them where they're at, right? They're, they're in his trap, all right? They're, they're under his influence because they have to follow this sinly lifestyle, okay? His lifestyle, or his, his goal for a believer, for those in Christ are to make us ineffective for his use, all right? So it's almost like if we were to cook a great meal, right? And we need, we need tools, we need implements, right? We need a knife, all right? If there's a knife in the, in the drawer that is dull and you can't use it, what do you do? Sharpen it or throw it away, get a new knife, all right? So in the same manner, all right, if we are a tool that God can't use, all right, either we have to sharpen up or he's going he's gonna to be able to do that task with something or someone else, okay? Don't let this be us, all right? Avoid the temptation of going out on your own way, all right, and then essentially becoming ineffective for, for God to use us in this life that we have. Okay, another great passage on overcoming what we are to overcome is in Romans 8. Hold your spot in Ephesians 6, and we're going to Romans chapter 8. And Ben was in Conqueror's Club, right? So this is a, ch- this is a passage based on what Conqueror's Club was all about back um, before it was Master's Club. Um, I always remember Ben wearing that orange shirt because his favorite color is orange, right? All right, so Romans 8, 
verse 35. Okay, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Okay, all those things of what are we to overcome? There's a good list right there. Tribulation, things that we are going to suffer for being believers in Jesus Christ. Distress kind of has the idea of being in a jam, all right, or being stuck in a tight space. Persecution, again, um, for following Christ. Famine, nakedness, peril, sword. As it is written, verse 36, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So we are not just overcomers. All right, we are not just conquerors. We are beyond that. We are beyond conquerors. We are more than conquerors. Okay? Verse 38, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life. What's the worst thing that can happen to us? Yeah, dying. But then then what happens if you're a believer? Yeah, you're 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 a believer in Christ. You're present with Jesus. All right? Nor angels, nor principalities. Okay, those demons and minions that got or that um, satan uses to trip us up and entangle us nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth no matter the high or the low nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of god which is in christ jesus our lord so we have a lot of things that we need to overcome but this passage tells us right here that Nothing's going to be able to get us, nothing's going to get us, is going to get in the way, hallelujah, of, of God's love for us, okay? So now we know the what are we to overcome, a lot of different things, a lot of different obstacles for us, and I don't want us to get into the, into the way of thinking that, oh, to, in order to be an overcomer, I have to live a perfect, perfect life, right? Instead, we are still sinless, all right? But we are, to be an overcomer, we have to be committed to becoming more and more like Christ, all right? Working on that sanctification process, all right? We're, we've been justified, all right? Now we're sanctified, that process of becoming more and more like Christ each and every day. All right, who is an overcomer? Next, what are we to overcome? I already talked about that. Yeah. Oh, put that in there <laughs> Allison no that's Ben by the way what are you hiding in those cheeks you better okay okay moving on okay how are we to overcome okay okay we're back in Ephesians 6 so I hope you held your spot there in Ephesians 6 all right this chapter is all about the armor of God, and I think I've, I have talked about the, the armor of God before. Um, we'll just touch on it briefly here. But God gives us everything that we need to overcome. Okay? We talked about our condition, all right, that there are tribulations and things that we have to overcome, like it tells us in Ephesians 6.12. 6, okay? And then it gives us a therefore. So what is our response to that? says in verse 13, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. That just, that theme of standing is prominent in these, in these verses of overcoming. Tells us in verse 11, 
to stand against the wiles of the devil tells us again in verse 13. And again in 14, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So on the battlefield, we have, we have this armor that we are wearing. All the time when we are present on the battlefield, all right, this time that we are in now, okay, we are wearing things. We are wearing a girdle. We are wearing our breastplate. We are wearing our shoes, our boots, all right, so we are protected at all times. Remember, this is a battleground, all right? Verse 16, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So we have these other implements that God has given us as well too. We have the shield, okay, we have our helmet, and we have our sword. So when the battle is waging, we have to have those devices, we have to have those tools at the ready for battle when we are, when we are faced with these temptations and these circumstances. Overcoming has, in, in uh, a principle of endurance to it as well, too. Verse 18 tells us doing it with all perseverance and with all supplication. So I, I like to compare endurance to the sanctification process and that it is very slow and steady, all right? Grandma's marathon, the half marathon, it's coming up. Who's all running it? By show of hands. All right, we've got a couple. Ben's running it. All right, this is perfect. All right, so... There's a, there's, a, there's a part of endurance to it, okay, where you're training for, the, training for the half marathon, okay? You don't just go out and run 13 miles at your first crack, all right? You have to slowly but surely build up to that distance, whether it's the 13.1 miles, the 26.2 miles, okay? You start little. You start with one, two-mile runs. My dad signed up for the Irvin 5K, all right, and the, the, the day before. He hasn't been running at all, so <laughs> it might be a little less than one to two-mile runs to start, all right? But you have those little victories, those little, those, little, those little trials that you overcome in your training, okay? In the same way, God allows these temptations and these trials in our lives that we can handle. He says that there is nothing that we can't handle, okay? He may be giving us little baby steps, little victories along the way, okay? He may be preparing us for something big, all right? Something like a marathon, maybe in our lives, maybe in someone else's lives so that we can come alongside them and lift them up. So there's a principle of endurance, but it says in Matthew 24, he who endures to the end will be saved, all right? So we are continually working on that overcoming aspect of that endurance, okay? We cannot overcome on our own, all right? It comes through Jesus Christ, through God, through the Holy Spirit, all three aspects of the Godhead, all right? Remember, it's God's armor. It's not our own, okay? You don't call it Bill's armor or 
Ethan's armor or anything like that, okay? It's God's armor. He has issued it for us to use, okay? 1 John 4, 4 tells us, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them, okay? In this context, they're talking about false teaching, okay? Overcome the false teaching because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. So, even though it's talking about false teaching, all right, this principle can be applied to all circumstances, all right? Anything that the world throws our way, God is going to be able to handle that through us, all right? And it helps that our Savior was an overcomer as well, too, okay? John 16, 33 tells us, In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So our Savior himself, we follow his example, right? Everything we do. Paul also tells us about persecutions and overcoming them. 2 Corinthians 12, all right, he says that Christ's strength is made perfect in weakness. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. And then in the next verse, he says, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So in our weakness, he flourishes, okay? Isn't it, I think it's funny in those verses how Jesus tells us to be of good cheer, all right? Be of good cheer when you, overcome, when you have these temptations, when you have to overcome something. Paul tells us is he takes pleasure in those things, all right? It's kind of it's kind of different, a different way of thinking than the world thinks. It's like when you are in battle, when you're in the midst of something, it's always, uh, oh, woe is me, you know. But Christ is like, you know what? It's actually quite the opposite, all right? He is refining us. He is making us more like him through all these situations, even though at times we don't know what these things are like. Okay? And then we also have, so this is, this is involving an attitude of victory, all right? Like we talked about what overcoming is, having continual victory over whatever comes our way. Okay? The world's, the world's idea of having victory over something, I usually think of, I usually think of athletes and um, when they know that their team is going to win, all right, what kind, of, what kind of attitude do they usually have? Happy, they're happy, they're cocky, that's, yeah, absolutely, they're cocky, they're arrogant, they're very prideful, they have, a, they have this, this attitude about them that is Kind of a kind of a turnoff. Like I don't know if I want to if I want to root for this person if they're going to be this way. And it can even lead to a little bit of complacency where they don't they don't perform up to their potential. So that's the world's way of looking at victory as being imminent. All right. However, all right, God doesn't tell us that that's how our attitude should be. I like to think of the fr- fruits of the spirit: love, joy, peace, long suffering, goodness kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, all right? All of those aspects of having the fruits of the Spirit are what we are to display when we are having, having victory, all right? 1 Corinthians 15 tells us that eventually the sanctification process is going to be over. We are going to be glorified. Death is going to not have any hold over us because Jesus has conquered us or Jesus has conquered victory, or death, I should say. So, 
all those fruits of the Spirit, all right, are those good things or bad things? Great things, all right? So we want to show those to other people that don't know Jesus Christ as their Savior or as their Savior. Um, these are people that we want to hang out with when we're going to our jobs, when we're going to school, college eventually, all right? People are drawn to, people are drawn to a person who has, who has these traits, who is able to uplift someone when they're falling and having, having love, joy, all of those, all those aspects of the Christian walk that we are to grow and develop, all right? Okay, we are reaching others for Christ while we're doing this, all right? It tells us that we're ambassadors for Christ, all right? When you're going to college, I love, I love, I love how what Crew does in that it um, gets you out into the, into the onto the campus and telling others, have just having conversations about Christ, giving you opportunities to witness and finding different ways to open the door for open the door for Jesus Christ to be preached. All right, ambassador. It's often a word that is translated as someone who is an elder. All right, but we don't have to be old to be an ambassador usually they would send out someone who is um a little bit older in their faith that knows that knows how to reach others for christ but we are all messengers representing the kingdom of god okay i like to think of it as even recruiting all right so did you i'm sure even though you knew that you were going to michigan tech from the day you were eight years old you still had to talk to a recruiter at some point right just because the recruiter they know the all the ins and outs of the campus the school the program that you are going into the classes you have to take so those are the ones that we are in touch with when we're going to school when we're going to college all right we're recruiting for christ right that's what it talks about as being ambassador it can be a recruiter all right remember we're not we're not fighting against other human beings we're fighting against the devil satan we want to reach as many people as we can for Christ, whether that's with our words, all right, with our attitude, all right? Remember in Joshua 1, it said that don't open your mouth, but meditate on these words day and night, all right? The way you live your life is can be even more important than the words that you say. So we're recruiting others for the kingdom of God, all right? So continue to do that, Ben. That is a great great aspect of our faith is teaching others about Jesus Christ. All right, so what have we gone through? We've gone over who's an overcomer, what are we to overcome, what else? How are we to overcome? Let's talk about why we overcome, okay? So overcoming is a lot of work, isn't it? Doesn't it seem like it's like, oh, I'm just fighting this uphill battle all the time, and it's just like, you look at that you look at that hill that you're climbing and you don't even see the end of it in sight all right but god's word tells us that it is absolutely worth it to overcome whatever comes our way look at all of the things that jesus has for us when we get to heaven with him let's turn to revelation i hope revelation is worn out in your bible from just studying it for months all right we're going pretty early on. We're talking about the seven churches. And at most, if not all of these churches, all right, talks about overcome. All right, if you overcome, this is going to happen. If you overcome, this is going to happen. 
okay? So we'll just go down the list. I'm not going to, there are more than what is on the PowerPoint here, so read it yourself, okay? But just tons of rewards for us should we overcome. Okay, Revelation 2, 7. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of of the paradise of God. So Jesus has this promise for us, all right? When we reach when we reach his kingdom, that we are going to be able to eat from this tree of life. Okay, Revelation two eleven tells us, "He who overcomes shall be not hurt by the second death." All right, our first death, remember, is physical. All right, the second death is spiritual. But we don't die twice. All right, we live for an eternity. All right, with Jesus Christ. Revelation two seventeen. To him who overcomes. I will give some of the hidden manna to eat, and I will give him a white stone, and on the stone a new name written, which no one knows except him who receives it. So first is the hidden manna, all right, which no one, the hidden manna. So talking about going back to the Old Testament, how God provided the manna for his people, all right? Jesus Christ is our spiritual bread, right? So we get to eat of that spiritual bread, which nobody sees, Jesus Christ. And then it talks about this white stone, all right? I will, and I will give him a white stone, all right? Usually in the ancient games, when you were a champion of whatever event you, are, you partook in, one of your rewards was this white stone, all right? And this white stone was basically your ticket into the victory celebration, all right? In the kingdom of God, that is an eternal victory celebration, all right? And he gives us this white stone, that is, our, that is our entrance ticket, all right, for overcoming and being a follower of him. Okay? And on the stone, a new name written, which no one knows except him who receives it. So we have this new name, a personal message from our Savior, Jesus Christ himself, all right? What an intimacy in that relationship that we have with Christ, that he knows us so well that he's giving us this message that we can have for ourselves, all right? He's our personal Lord and Savior, all right? Power over the nations, Revelation 2, 26. And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. So we are going to reign with our Savior, all right? It tells us a little bit more about that coming up as well, too. Revelation 3, 5. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. All right, this is what we're living for, all right? To have our name in that book of life, all right? To be sealed in him and so that, his, so that he goes before his, his father, God the father, and says, you know what? This person, is, this person has put their faith in me. They're covered. Let them in, all right? Revelation 3, 12. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. All right, this is a this is a way of looking at it. All right, a pillar. All right, that's pretty sturdy, right? That thing's not going anywhere. No matter how hard you push, it's not going to fall over. All right. In that same aspect, we are a pillar. We are secure in God's kingdom for eternity. All right, we're not going anywhere. Okay. And then lastly on our list here, Revelation three twenty one. To him who overcomes. 
I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. So we are sitting on the throne with Jesus. We are reigning with him for eternity, all right? And then it talks about, and then it touches on how Jesus overcame himself. Just so cool how we are to follow in our Savior's footsteps. Okay, many other things, many other things in Revelation on overcoming as well too. Basically, blessings are overflowing for those who overcome it. It's completely worth it to, to fight for Christ every single day. Okay, so we covered the who, we covered the what, we covered the. We haven't covered the when, the where. We've covered the why and the how. Okay, when do we, when do we um, overcome? Pretty easy. Always, all the time. All right. Where do we overcome? Everywhere. All right. So those are, those are the aspects of the when and the where. We don't really have to cover into those because we are always in the always on the battlefield. All right. And so we always have to be ready for battle. Okay. And then the last tip I have for us, Ben, you ready? All right. You're going to college. You're going to Michigan Tech. How far away is that? What is that like? You're because you're because you're going over the time zone or something like that. All right. Well, it's it's farther. To, it's it's longer to come home than it is to no. It's longer to go there than it is to come back. All right. So you're not always going to be able to come home every weekend and see your family all the time. So call first. All right. Don't wait for them to reach out to you. Reach out to them. They want to hear from you. Or the yeah, they want to hear from you. So make sure you're make sure you're staying in touch with your family. Okay, that's all I have for today. Do you want to do you want to close in prayer, Pastor? Or do you want what would you like to do? Aaron, <laughs> you're up. close your eyes. Dear Lord, just thank you for bringing Ben to us and letting him grow in faith and being strong in his faith, Lord, and just help him while he's in college, Lord, to get straight A's and not fail. And just help him with the rest of his life, Lord. Amen.